Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. I'm waving. Hello. I'm expecting waving back. <laughs> it's Monday. Some people don't like Mondays. I quite like Mondays. Mondays are very, very busy for me. Um, I go to work after having the weekend off. So um, because I haven't had any work to do over the weekend, it's piled up. Um, I have lots of emails to answer, lots of, lots of telephone calls to make, lots of patients to see. Everybody wants to be seen on a Monday. So... Uh, Mondays is very very busy for me which means it makes the day go faster. Now this week is special because I'm on holiday next week but um, I am uh, only have Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday this week at work. Thursday I'm off anyway because it's my day off. Friday I'm off on holiday so that I'm using Friday as a holiday. So I'm not in on Thursday, not in on Friday, not in on Saturday or Sunday because that's the weekend. I'm having Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday off on holiday as well. So that's like 10 days off all in a row. Then I'm going back on Friday next week for one day. And then I've got another two days off because it's the weekend again. <laughs> so I did that quite well, didn't I? I kind of I've got a three-day week this week at work and a four-day week next week I think I worked that out very very well so um we have oh I've got lots of plans to do this week with my children uh we've got lots of experiments to do we've got lots of baking to do we've just got so much to do um and I will share it all with you don't worry <laughs> Um, but first of all, today, before we go any further, we have a birthday. Whose birthday is it? Is there anybody out there with a birthday? Mm-hmm. Well, it's somebody who's seven today. Who could it be? I think it might be Imogen. Happy. Happy birthday, Imogen. Seven today. Well done, you. You've reached seven. <laughs> Happy birthday. And oh, I hope you get very, very, very spoilt today because it's your birthday. And I hope you get everything that you asked for. Um, but most of all, what do we hope? We hope you get lots and lots of cake. Yummy, yum, yum. What kind of cake are you having? Let me know. So, Imogen, have a wonderful day. Um, right, let's crack on. We've got lots to get through today. So, first of all, the riddle from yesterday. Now, I didn't think that anybody would get it because it was quite difficult. But Jasper, well done you. So the riddle was, if 11 plus 2 equals 1, what does 9 plus 5 equal? Hmm. Well, the answer is 2. 
What? How can 9 plus 5 equal 2? It equals... Are you sure? No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, apparently it does because on a clock, 11 plus 2 hours equals 1 o'clock. And 9 plus 5 hours equals 2 o'clock. There you go. That's how we made the add up, right? And Jasper, you got that right. So well done to you. My goodness me. Um, you're very clever working that one out. Now, let's see if you can get this one. What breaks and never falls? And what falls but never breaks? Huh. Difficult? Easy? What do you think? <laughs> I think it was quite difficult, but I know the answer because I read the answer. <laughs> I cheated. But anyway, I'm allowed to do that. I'm a grown up. We're allowed to. <laughs> now, got a fun fact for you. OK, so why is London called London? Hmm. Well, any guesses? So apparently, okay, um, in around 43 AD, the Romans landed and took over uh, this big place and they called it Londinium. Nobody knows why. Not even Sherlock Holmes could find out why. But they think, some people think, that it may have come from a Celtic word meaning, or, or a Celtic word, lond, L-O-N-D, which meant wild. And about a millennium ago, that part of London would have been pretty wild. Nothing like it is now. Definitely very, very wild. So that might have been why they called it Londinium. Then in the early 17th, no, 7th century, sorry, the early 7th century, uh, the Anglo-Saxons took over and they named it, uh, they changed its name to Londonwick. So still not London because it's L-U-N-D-E-N, London, W-Y-C-K, Londonwick. OK, now that that word meant London market town. So which it probably was by that time. Big marketplace. Uh, so that was in the seventh, seventh century. Then over time, it sort of morphed from Londonwick to London, so L-U-N-D-I-N. Then it changed again to London, so L-U-N-D-E-N, until Shakespeare's time when 
the U, the I and the E got, got rid of completely and it became London as we know it now. L-O-N-D-O-N. So it's had quite a few different names. I actually prefer Londonwick. I love that name um, and what what it means. So London Market Town, I think that's amazing. Um, I would really, really like to live in Londonwick. So there you go. Um, that is why London is called London. Okay, so some sporty, sporty fun facts for you. At the, excuse me, at the annual World Chess Championships, games can last for hours or they can be over in just a few minutes. The longest chess game on record was held in Yugoslavia in 1989 between Ivan Nikolic and Goran Arsovic and they played for over 20 hours and made 269 moves and still nobody won. What? How? Bleh. Fancy 20 hours and still nobody won. I would want to win if I was playing for that long. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are World Monopoly Championships which are held every four years. Same as the Olympics every four years. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Monopoly. Um, but I know they're not allowed, the royal family aren't allowed to play Monopoly. It's illegal for them to play a Monopoly. How weird is that? But at the 2009 World Monopoly Championships, 19-year-old Norwegian Bjorn Halvard Napskog, playing with the iron, <laughs> won 12,000 200 pounds in real money in a game lasting just over 40 minutes whoa now here's one that i would like to take part in and so would you probably andrew um since 1991 the world scrabble championships have taken place every other year with all the players using english Separate French and Spanish world champions also take place. I would love to take place in the, uh, to take part in this. In 1998, the world's largest game of Scrabble took place in Britain's Wembley Stadium to celebrate the game's 50th anniversary. Each of the tiles measured two metres square. Wow about the size of a king-size bed, and it took two men to lift them. Wowzers. One angry Scrabble player took the Association of British Scrabble Players to court in 1995 <laughs> for allowing too little time for him to go to the toilet between games at the championships. Oh, my goodness me. 
and the first World Scrabble Championships in 1991 were held in London. Uh, but they got off to a very bad start when there were no tiles to play with. Oh my goodness me. I play a game online called Words with Friends, um, which is basically Scrabble online, but you can play with people all over the world. Um, and I, I play with uh, somebody in Canada. I play with somebody, uh, lots of people in um, um, different places in America. I play with someone in Norway, in um, Germany, uh, Australia, New Zealand. I play with all these people, I play about 50 or 60 different people. Um, so each time I log on, I've got like 50 or 60 games going at the same time. It takes me ages. Um, unfortunately, I don't chat to people because um, if I chatted, then I would just get nowhere. I wouldn't be able to play the game. Uh, but I love it. Oh, excuse me. It really, really, really helps me relax. <laughs> So there you go. That's my um my uh secret uh secret out because I you know that's my how I relax. <laughs> anyway, that's the fun facts for the day. Um, I have a uh well we've got two things to do today. Um, who has heard of laminar flow? OK, so laminar flow is uh, it's water and it's moving. So it's actually a stream of water um, moving so smoothly you can't tell it's moving at all. It actually looks like it's just ice standing still. But um, we have done an experiment. OK, and it is amazing. My children thought it was just fantastic to do. Um, so what we did, because you can, it's the easiest way of showing laminar flow. OK, so what you do is you get a balloon. Yeah. And you fill it with water. You make sure that there's no air in it because the air interrupts uh, the flow of water so fill it with water and then you sort of just squeeze the air out before you tie up then you put it on its side um, with the the tie up end facing away from you and then you get some electrical tape so it's just like black electrical tape and you take some pieces cut some pieces off and on the uh, the front of the balloon, so basically opposite where the the tie end is, okay, you put some electrical tape so that you've got a square of it, okay. Then you just give it, I don't know, um, a minute, just to make sure that the water has settled, yep. And then you cut a hole inside the square of the electrical tape. So you just put something very sharp, a needle, 
um it's got to be something um i don't know got to be something quite a bit bigger than a needle maybe a pair of scissors or a knife or something like that okay but then the water will start coming out and it will come out as a flow okay now i am not joking you when you are watching this you will not be able to tell that the water is coming out flowing out okay because it will just look as though it's standing still and it'll just look as though it's an icicle um poking out of the balloon but if you put your hand you know put your pass your finger through it you can tell because it then interrupts it and it stops and then it will just carry straight on it is amazing to watch it really really is um just just fantastic because that is laminal flow laminar flow sorry um so there you go that is something to try um at home uh, a good experiment to try bit of a sciencey one um now i'm also going to give you a recipe in a second and instructions on how to do something but uh first of all um i asked whether you what i asked what um da, 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 what day of the week you liked and whether you were left or right-handed and i'm going to tell you something about left-handed in a minute um okay so isabella you're left-handed um you said that you are um writing a book of stories called my mixed up stories that sounds great um i would love to be able to read some of those so if you want to uh send me them after you know when you've written them all i would love to to share some of those um where are we uh mia you uh love fridays because it's the weekend that is why i love fridays absolutely love fridays because i've got the whole weekend stretching in front of me um so absolutely for the same as you <laughs> you are both left-handed and right-handed so you're what's called ambidextrous um but that you usually write with your right hand um jasper you love saturdays because apparently on a saturday you get pizza for dinner and ice cream for dessert i want to come to your house on a saturday <laughs> and you are right-handed um buh, 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 buh. and andrew you don't say whether you're right-handed or left-handed um but you do have another joke which i'm loving so and it's another doctor doctor joke i really love these jokes keep them coming um so doctor doctor i can't get to sleep well <laughs> lie on the edge of the bed and you'll soon drop off <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Um, you do make me laugh, Andrew. So um, today, OK, is um, Pakistan Independence Day. So important for people who live in Pakistan. Um, National Tattoo Removal Day. I don't know about that. I think if I have tattoos, they're 
gonna stay there um don't think i could have them removed Ooh, that sounds painful but more than that it is national creamsicle day now what is a creamsicle hmm well popsicle is like a frozen lolly a creamsicle is one of those that has got the um ice cream inside and then like a layer uh like an outer shell of orange or um mango or something they've got out outside but they've got uh, ice cream inside now you can make your own ooh <laughs> and how do we do that i hear you cry well my little lovelies i will tell you how to make your own so you mix together some vanilla ice cream and some fruit juice in a bowl okay in a large bowl you add milk very slowly and carefully while you keep mixing okay you pour the mixture into small paper cups right and then you put them in the freezer when they're partially frozen, you take them out and you push sticks in, you know, like lolly sticks. Push them in and then put them back in the freezer until they are fully frozen. The best way to tell if they're fully frozen is to push, the, push them together. And if the cups go in, then they're not properly frozen. You need to put them back in and re carry on freezing. But when they are, if they're hard and rigid, you peel the cup off, the paper cup off the round, and then you enjoy them. And they are lovely. They really, really are gorgeous. So there we go. That is something you can try for yourselves. <laughs> All you need is um, vanilla ice cream, fruit juice, uh, the original ones, uh, the first flavour was orange, so orange juice. But you can have any, any juice that you want, really. Um, and some paper cups and lolly sticks. And that is really it. So there you go. Or you can just have some uh, lolly, whatever they're called, um, lolly moulds. You could even do them in those. Anyway something for you to try um, along with the balloon uh, so i thought we would read uh further adventures of toyland tales of toyland so we're going to read the unlucky clockwork clown so one day tiptoe went out to do some shopping by herself jolly was planting roses to grow around the cottage Tiptoe took her basket and set off, humming a little tune. On the way, a great cloud blew up and down came the rain. Good gracious, poor Tiptoe was in a great way because she had only on her red overall. No coat at all. 
Just as she was wondering where she could shelter, up ran the clockwork clown. He had a small green umbrella and he offered it to Tiptoe at once. Oh, but you'll get wet, said Tiptoe. Oh, that doesn't matter, said the clown. Pray take my umbrella. I can't bear to see you get getting wet. You can give it back to me tomorrow. I'm going shopping. Well, Tiptoe was very glad of the umbrella. She went home up the hill and the little green umbrella kept her nice and dry. Jolly was looking out for her very anxiously. What a nice umbrella, he said. Where did you get it? The clown lent it to me, said Tiptoe. Wasn't it nice of him? I do hope he won't get very wet. He was going shopping. I think I'll go and stand his umbrella by his front door. Then he will see it when he comes home. So she did. And then she went back to cook the dinner on her little stove. Tiptoe and Jolly didn't see the clockwork clown that day. They looked out for him the next day, but they didn't see him. And then they looked for him the next day, and they didn't see him again. When the third day came and he didn't appear, they felt very worried. I'm going to see if he's all right, said Tiptoe at last. You come with me, Jolly. So they both went to the little house next door and knocked loudly. A very small, very weak voice called out, Come in! So in they went. And there was the poor clockwork clown in bed looking very sorry for himself. Are you ill? asked Tiptoe running to him. No, said the clockwork clown. I did have a chill the day before yesterday when I was caught in the rain. So I went to bed. But yesterday I felt quite all right and I wanted to get up. But I can't wind myself up. Something's gone wrong with my key and I'm so, 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 so unhappy. He burst into tears. Jolly made him sit up and he looked at the clown's back where there was usually a key sticking out. The clockwork clown could reach this quite easily to wind himself up when he ran down. He couldn't walk or run without turning head over heels unless he was wound up each day. Good gracious, haven't you been able to get out of bed because you weren't wound up? cried Jolly. No, 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 wept the clown. So you haven't been able to get yourself anything to eat, cried Tiptoe, almost crying herself because she felt so sorry for the poor clown. No, 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 sobbed the clown, making the sheets all wet with his tears. I'll soon put you right, said Jolly, and he took hold of the key. <gasps> but he couldn't turn it. He tried and he tried. I've tried hundreds of times, but it's no good, said the clown. Jolly took the key out and looked at it. It's gone all rusty, he said. Has it? said the clown. Well, it must have got wet in the rain that day when I lent tiptoe my umbrella. Things go rusty if they get wet, don't they? Oh dear, oh dear, now I can never be wound up again. Now don't cry any more, said Jolly, putting the, the rusty key into his pocket. I'll go and find another key for you somewhere. Cheer up. 
Tiptoe will get you some bread and milk and look after you. I suppose you'll have to stay in bed until we find another key to wind you up. Tiptoe began to make some bread and milk. The clown wiped his eyes with the sheet and waited. He was dreadfully hungry. Jolly went out feeling certain he could get another key quickly. Poor old clown, he thought. He did a kind deed and lent Tiptoe his umbrella and got his key all rusty. That wasn't a very good reward. I'll have to see what I can do for him. Jolly went to the town. He asked the toy policeman in the market square if he knew where he could get a key for the clown. Oh, you better go to the police station, said the policeman. All lost keys are taken there, and if they're not claimed, they go into a big box. And then if anyone needs a new key, they can see if one of those fits them. Jolly went to the little, bo little toy police station. A fat clockwork policeman looked up as he went in. He kept putting his hand up and down, and this puzzled Jolly at first. Why do you do that, he asked. Are you saluting me? <laughs> oh no, said the policeman. I have to do this when I'm directing the traffic. So when I'm just sitting here, I still have to do it because my arm goes up by clockwork. It will run down in a minute and then I'll be all right. Jolly waited till the policeman's arm had stopped working and then he took out the rusty key from his pocket. Have you a key this size? He asked. The policeman went to a big box and opened it. It was full of keys from clockwork toys. He spread them out on a table and he and Jolly sorted them out. But they simply could not find one that was the right size. Oh... No good, said the policeman. I'm sorry. The clown won't be able to be wound up any more. But that's dreadful, said Jolly in dismay, thinking of the many times he had seen the clown going head over heels down the hill. Oh, whatever shall I do? He left the police station and walked down the street. He was just, he was thinking so hard, he didn't see where he was going, and he walked right into Josie Click and Bun. Hello, Jolly, they cried. Look out, you nearly knocked us over. What's the matter? You do look gloomy. Jolly told them. He showed them the rusty key. Oh, cried Click. The same thing happened to me once, but I got another key. Look. Well, where did you get it? asked Jolly. I've been to the police station and looked at all the lost keys. There aren't any the right size. Oh, we got clock Clicks. At the clock shop, said Josie. The only thing is, it's the key belonging to an old chiming clock. So click chimes at every hour. Listen, it's just about the hour now. They all stood and listened. And sure enough, little click, the clockwork mouse, suddenly chimed. Ding dong, ding dong, he went. Ding dong, ding dong. It was funny to hear him. I'll go to the clock shop, said Jolly cheerfully. So all four of them went along. But the clockwork clown's key was rather a large one and there wasn't a single clock key that would do. Anyway, I'm sure he wouldn't like to chime the hour or strike like a clock, said Jolly. Really, this is very sad. I simply don't know what to do. I hate going back to tell the clown that he'll never be wound up again. He said a sad goodbye to Josie, Click and Bun and went up the hill. On the way, he met the captain of the wooden soldiers. 
The captain waved his sword at Jolly. It gleamed brightly in the sunshine. What's up, my friend, cried the captain. You look as sad as a hen left out in the rain. It's just about what I feel like, said Jolly sadly. And he told the captain of the soldiers all about the rusty key and the poor clockwork clown who would never be able to walk or run or turn head over heels again. Bless us all, cried the captain, taking the key. Why didn't you come and tell me? I can put this right for you in two shakes of a duck's tail. Half a minute, I'll be back. Before the sailor doll could ask him anything, he'd snatched the key from his hand and ran to his house. Jolly heard him shouting loud commands. The sailor stood and stared in surprise. What in the world does he think he can do to put things right, he wondered. They're not clockwork soldiers, they're wooden. They have no keys at all. In about half a minute, the captain came out of his house and in his hand he carried the clown's key. You should just have seen it now. It shone like silver. It winked in the sun like a live thing. It was as bright and as clean as the captain's own shining sword. There you are, my boy, said the captain, handing Jolly the key. Easy as could be, my men have to shine up my sword each day and see that it doesn't get rusty. And they have to clean their guns too, and their buttons. So it was easy to make them get the rust off this key for you. I think you'll find that it winds up the clown easily now. Jolly thanked him joyfully and flew to the clown's cottage. He burst in at the door so suddenly that he made the clown upset his bread and milk all over the bed. He struck the shining key into the clown's back and turned it. Went the key and wound up the clown as easily as anything. The clown jumped out of bed and turned head over heels seven times all round the room. Over and over he went and made Tiptoe laugh so much that she got a stitch in her side. Where did you get my lovely new key? asked the clown at last. It isn't new. It's the same one, said Jolly and he told the clown all about it. The clown grinned all over his face. Good old captain of the soldiers, he said. I'm going to thank him this very minute. And off he went, turning head over heels faster than ever. The soldiers were on the hillside being drilled and the clown knocked them all over like skittles because he couldn't stop. But nobody minded. They were all so pleased to see the dear old clown himself again. Oh, it really was a good thing, wasn't it? Especially as it happened because he was doing tiptoe a good deed. He was doing her a favour. Wouldn't have been very nice for him not to have done it, would it? I don't know. So, anyway, that is today's episode. So, I want messages. I want pictures. I want, I want all sorts of things telling me if you did the balloon thing. I want a video of it, doing it. Um, really, really, really would love to see all your experiments of laminar flow. Okay. And I also would love to see pictures of your 
creamsicles if you make them um so there we go we've got lots and lots and lots of things that i want pictures of and messages about okay um the question today is can you turn can you do handstands and can you turn cartwheels there you go um i would love to know who can and can't i used to be able to when i was a child i used to be able to do lots and lots of handstands and lots and lots of cartwheels but i can't do them anymore i wouldn't even try anymore <laughs> so but don't forget all those messages um and please please send me brilliant brilliant videos i in fact i will say thank you to thomas and freddie's mummy for sending me the video um of them uh when i read out their names and said hi to them um i love getting videos like that it makes my year and it makes everything i do worthwhile um i my heart just overflows when i see things like that so thank you um i love the fact that you share them with me so um so anybody else that wants to share videos with me um or just pictures please feel free or just messages uh so anyway that's the question today so cartwheels and handstands um and uh don't forget lamina flow you've got to do it you've got to check it out because it is so awesome and I will see you all again tomorrow. So make sure you take care and stay safe. Make sure you have a wonderful, brilliant day. And bye for now.